Welcome to another episode of the Thwipcast. Today's episode is going to be about theories I have on Kang and his potential plans or experience that he has had um, in the MCU. I want to start by sharing that I recently met with uh, Dwayne of Marvel Mad, who I will include the uh, channel details in the description below if you were watching this on YouTube. I had a really great chat with him. He's a great guy. He makes great content and make sure to check it out. Yeah, it was really fun getting to talk to him, getting to uh, share our uh, top three most excited, I guess, Marvel projects of this year. So make sure to check that out. I will have the link to that in the description as well. So if you are on YouTube, please check it out. And yeah, so I just want to say first that Kang is probably my most anticipated character coming to the MCU. I really can't wait for Quantumania. He's going to be causing tons of damage to both, I guess, the Pym family and the entirety of the MCU in general. But this is the most powerful character that we have seen so far in the MCU. And I don't think we're prepared to see what he's going to do. And I just think Jonathan Majors is going to blow us away. He's a great actor. He's proving himself in every role that he's taken on, and I think Kang is really going to allow him to project that more. So um, I can't wait to see him in Quantumania, but this episode isn't going to be just about Quantumania. I'm going to be uh, mentioning things about everything that Kang could be involved with. So there is a little like side note I have at the end, but for the most part, this is going to be Kang awesome ideas that he can introduce and just theorizing on Kang's plans and involvement. So I've split this into five mini parts. I'm going to be going through each one. So I'm going to start with part one, which is that Kang has defeated the Avengers in multiple timelines. And the reason I have this theory is because we have that iconic line in the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I guess, TV spot or a little advertisement. It was also in the either the, the Comic-Con or D23 trailer that they showed where he says, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? And that line is just so good. Um, it really proves that Kang has experience with all these characters and he has dealt with them in many different ways. So I assume that this means we're going to either hear about or see whether it's in the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, versions of timelines where the Avengers are dead or just not operational because Kang has defeated them. But we're either seeing timelines where Kang wins, specifically this would most likely happen in the Kang Dynasty, and all the heroes are dead. This would be fairly similar to uh, Tony's Avengers death nightmare scene from Age of Ultron. Kang has enslaved the planet and the timeline has been conquered. So now that Earth's mightiest heroes are defeated and heroes even beyond Earth, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or more characters that we haven't heard of yet, um, even the Eternals, maybe Kang has just completely wiped out all of them and he is the reigning force in the universe. So maybe something like that, or maybe we see a timeline where some heroes survive and if this is the case i think it would be pretty cool if um in the kang dynasty because this is obviously going to be dealing with kang's i guess conquest or invasion 
depending on how he does it. These timelines may interact, and I'm assuming Secret Wars is going to be where we have them all colliding, and this creates the war. It would be interesting to see the, the timelines interacting with each other. Specifically, we have our main timeline, the 616 universe, and whether it's the one where they're all dead, or the one where there's a few heroes that survive, that these timelines can communicate with each other, and the ones that survive can team up or just give a strategy to help stop Kang to the main timeline. And I think this is how you can introduce more characters and even different universes, like we've seen the 838 universe maybe that's involved. But I think that would be really cool if we have like a glimpse at a different timeline where Kang has won and that just shows how powerful he is. And when I think about that, I think of there's a scene in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes TV show, which if you haven't seen it, it's one of the greatest adaptations of the Avengers in any media. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Disney Plus right now if you have that. But I think of there's a scene in that where Kang brings them to the future where he's from and the entire landscape is just on fire. And he says this is a result of the Kree Skrull War. But I think in the MCU, what they could do with something similar to this is say, Kang has won, and there are no heroes, and if there are, then like they should be hiding and not be out where Kang's army can find them. But if we see something like this, I think that would be really cool. It would add a more threatening value to Kang's character. So yeah, that is part one that I have. Part two, Ramatut. And I did mention this in the uh, episode I have with Marvel Mad. Ramatut is a variant of Kang. It's one of his first appearances, actually, where he goes back in time to conquer ancient Egypt. And he poses as a pharaoh, and he calls himself Ramatut. And there was a rumor that I saw a while ago saying that season two of Loki will include an inventor variant of Kang. And this might mean the inventor being Ramatut. Ramatut introduced modern technology to ancient Egypt when he went back in time. So I think from a perspective of someone back in ancient Egypt, Ramatut was the one who brought innovation to humanity. He's the inventor. And this got me thinking, what if Kang is the reason how the Ten Rings were brought to humanity? And the bangles from Miss Marvel were brought to Earth. We know that they are presumed extraterrestrial technology and they've been around forever, but I just thought what if this inventor is Kang placing these objects in the hands of humanity and that's how it got passed on to the Mandarin. It's how it got passed on to uh, Miss Marvel's ancestors because there are rumors that these devices are linked to Kang, and that at the end of Shang-Chi, where in the post credit scene, uh, Wong tells Shang-Chi and Katie that the Ten Rings activated a signal somewhere. I think that signal could be Kang in the quantum realm, realizing that his technology, because it looks very similar to the rings we see too in the Quantumania trailer, that that's the beacon that was activated, and Kang now knows that that technology has found another host and he has to come back to take it back but that's just me i don't know but um 
As for Miss Marvel's bangles, I think it would be cool if Kang brought them to Earth. Um, knowing that it was Kree technology, but he still claimed it as his own. And the Kree came to Earth to stop Kang, but obviously failed. But Kang left the bangles in that chamber where in Miss Marvel we see the blue arm with the bangle and we see the ten rings symbol around that area too. Um, so maybe the ten rings were formed as a result of Kang's introduction way back in ancient Egypt as Ramatut. And I think the Kree kind of having a conflict with Kang would be interesting. It would add to, I guess, Captain Marvel's involvement with the whole Kang situation, even though he's just a threat in general, but it adds more to her background that Kang may be responsible for all of that. But I think Kang being responsible for the Ten Rings and the Bangles being brought to Earth would be a really cool approach through the persona of Ramatut. And this is the thing that really excited me, and this is what I mentioned um, when I was talking with Dwayne from Marvel Mad. So, I was talking with my dad about Kang, and I was like, there's a variant of him called Ramatut, and this is Kang from the future, goes back in time to ancient Egypt to pose as a pharaoh and conquer ancient Egypt. And my dad said, you mean ancient Egypt as in apocalypse ancient Egypt? And my mind was blown. I couldn't believe that I had not linked to that at all. And I was so, so excited that that potential could actually be true. So I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I thought, what if Kang and whether he was known as Apocalypse at the time, or just, I forget his name, I think it's like El Sabanur or something like that. Forgive me if I'm butchering that pronunciation, but what if they did know each other at some point and either Apocalypse looked up to Kang or they were both at the um, equivalent status of power. But this interaction can tease the further introduction of mutants to the MCU. It could bring in the X-Men and kind of tease that Apocalypse would be their like Thanos level villain, which he is. Um, he's the most powerful mutant ever at least in some adaptations. I'm not going to put shade on X-Men Apocalypse, but uh, he didn't really come off as a, a great villain. But I know the MCU will do him justice when it's his time to be introduced. But yeah, just Ramatut and Apocalypse maybe having some kind of interaction or partnership in some regard. I think that would be a really mind-blowing surprise that could be introduced to the MCU. I think that would make a lot of fans happy to know that Apocalypse is being developed and also just the fact that two very powerful villains had contact with each other um, but yeah so that's my Ramatut part that I will mention. The next one I have is that Kang will send the Avengers to different timelines in the Kang Dynasty and the reason I say this is because this is what I believe would probably be the equivalent to Thanos defeating the Avengers in Infinity War, just before Endgame. And the way I think he might go through this plan is that we know the dynasty obviously means that he is going to have an established army, whether it's um, of himself or just soldiers that he's picked up. I don't know how that's going to work um, until we see Quantumania, but 
The Avengers, I think, have to go through something similar to Infinity War, not that they're copying Infinity War, but something that makes them, I guess, have to go through a similar situation that Thanos put them through. They have to come back stronger, and I think doing this is going to further develop their characters too. But Kang sending them through different timelines would be really interesting, like all across the multiverse. And maybe these characters could show up in the Fox X-Men universe, the Fantastic Four universe, the Sam Raimi universe, the Mark Webb universe, or even the Blade universe. And I know Wesley Snipes probably won't come back for Blade, but having these heroes be scattered throughout the multiverse being thrown to different timelines and they just happen to be ones that we've already seen before and bring those characters back for Secret Wars in the next movie I think would uh, be really cool and it could even be timelines that we haven't seen yet that have established characters that they're about to introduce so I think that would be really cool but after this I think it would be a really cool idea to have them have to find a way to return to the main timeline with the help of the heroes they find in these timelines they were sent to and Kang has conquered the main timeline in their absence so they have to come back and finish Kang in the secret wars um, where all the timelines converge and all the heroes come back together different variants of all of them or most of them but I think it would be really cool to see that like they assemble in their mini teams I guess throughout the majority of Secret Wars which then culminates into a single team at the end for the Secret War against Kang and maybe it's Doctor Doom by then too which I really hope Doom is in the Secret Wars movie because um, he's such an integral part to both the original run and Jonathan Hickman's run on Secret Wars so I really would like to see some kind of way that like we get another like Avengers assemble moment and that's all of the characters coming back to like help each other and finally get the actually entire multiverse coming together to defeat the most powerful villain that the MCU has seen so I think that would be a really um, crowd-pleasing moment it would also be very nostalgic for all the legacy characters coming back we did see that Tobey Maguire said he does want to return as Spider-Man if he's given the opportunity, so I wouldn't be surprised if they talked to him about coming back for Secret Wars, which I think would be a no-brainer to include him. But um, yeah, so that's what I think could happen in the Kang Dynasty leading in the Secret Wars. Um, the fourth part I have is that the heroes encounter the Fox X-Men universe, and maybe they even warn the Avengers of Kang. I think it would be really cool if from the time we saw the X-Men in The Last Stand up until, I guess, whichever timeline they pick up on because that continuity is all messed up. But what if the X-Men had encountered Kang in their universe in some capacity and they know his strategies? There was a rumor from... I saw it on Fandom Wire a while ago that the Fox X-Men characters are going to return in Secret Wars as their final outing. So I think it would be cool if they include them in this way in some capacity. Whether this is the timelines colliding and the X-Men characters end up in the MCU. Which 
The rumor also suggests that the Fox X-Men characters are rumored to die, and which would then pave the way for the recasting for the official main continuity X-Men characters for the MCU. And I also thought, what if Thanos had also attacked previous Marvel universes like the Fox X-Men universe or the Fantastic Four universe? And we see the Avengers in some way pop up in there. I think that would be cool too, but I think with the rumor that the X-Men characters are returning with it as their final outing. I think it would be cool if either when they are scattered throughout time in the multiverse that if they do end up in that universe, I think having some history with Kang would be really cool that Jonathan Majors Kang did conquer the X-Men timeline and that the X-Men have been in hiding for however long Kang has been there. But yeah, so that's my fourth point, is that the X-Men in some way encounter the Avengers and they help them in the, I guess, fight to uh, stop Kang. And my final one is just like awesome quotes that we could hear from Kang. Like, this isn't like good writing at all, but I just thought of like, what if the Avengers say like, we've stopped Thanos, so you're nothing we can't handle. And Kang says something like, Thanos, the Mad Titan, we have crossed paths before. Let's just say that his ambitions clouded his intelligence. As for what became of him, his severed arm with the Infinity Gauntlet sits in my fortress. I think something like Kang kind of giving more history to his conflicts and with someone as big as Thanos, even with the Infinity Gauntlet that Kang has defeated, I think that would be really cool. Even if like back when I said that we see versions of Kang defeating the Avengers, um, I think it would be cool if we even see him defeating other villains like Loki and Ultron and Hela and all the most powerful villains we've seen so far. I think that would be really cool to get some awesome quotes like that from Kang. And I just came up with that dialogue like within two minutes, so don't judge me on the poor writing that I had, but in my mind that sounded cool. But the side note I had was while coming up with all this, I had an interesting thought. And this is related to Quantumania, and I'm going to break it down this way. What if there is a scene, and we've seen something like this in the Quantumania trailer, where Scott Lang meets a variant of himself, and Scott thinks the other variant is another Scott Lang. Scott asks something that Scott would know, and the variant says, Who's Scott? I'm Hank. Hank Pym. Again, this is bad writing, but what if this happened where because not every variant necessarily has to look the same as you. We saw this in Loki where Sylvie is another Loki, but she looks nothing like Tom Hiddleston. Even Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield looking nothing like Tom Holland, yet they're the same character. What if this variant is a subtle reboot of Hank Pym's character because Michael Douglas is obviously done with the character after this movie he's getting to that age where he can't really do much with it now and even him and Michelle Pfeiffer haven't even really promoted much for this movie which suggests to me that something either happens with their characters that they can't say much about and either they just don't want to participate in that which I don't see why they wouldn't, but I'm thinking something happens to um, Hank's character where he's not going to be existing in the same way. 
And I think having this variant of Scott or just Ant-Man in general being Paul Rudd playing like a younger uh, Hank Pym, yet he looks just like Scott Lang, I think would be really interesting. And this makes me think something in Quantumania might happen where the price Scott pays by not giving Kang what he wants is to spend the rest of his life in the quantum realm. And this would add to the emotional, I guess, impact of the movie that this is all about him trying to get time back with Cassie. And I think none of that's going to go well for him. So with me theorizing, because of him not following Kang's orders and because of how powerful he is, he will either kill him, which I think there is a low possibility of that happening, but what if his punishment for not giving Kang what he wants is to imprison him in the quantum realm for eternity and he's there and Cassie doesn't get to have a life with her dad. But this variant where it's actually Hank Pym but he looks just like Paul Rudd becomes the main Ant-Man in the MCU. And the reason I came up with this is because Scott Lang's story seems to be concluding in this movie. And because Hank Pym is the original Ant-Man, and we haven't really seen him at all in the Ant-Man suit other than, I guess, the archival footage we saw in the first movie where we don't really see him that much, but having Hank Pym be the main Ant-Man after this, I think would be really cool. And I know all the Scott Lang lovers out there, they're going to be mad at me for coming up with this, but... I'm a Scott Lang fan too, like I really like his character, but I think having this inclusion of the multiverse expands the scope of what they can do with these characters moving forward. Like Paul Rudd obviously loves playing this character, and it doesn't have to be just Scott too, even though his entire journey up to this point has been through Scott Lang, I think having the emotional impact of Cassie losing her, her father, yet gaining another father figure that looks just like her dad, I think would be something that would be unexpected, but also cool. And again, it's just me theorizing. This is not like official at all, but I think that'd be a big surprise that would happen in Quantumania that Paul Rudd is now playing Hank Pym in the main MCU. He's the primary Ant-Man, and Scott Lang is either dead or stuck in the quantum realm forever. Um, that's just my side note, but that had nothing to do really with Kang. But um, I just thought that would be an interesting theory to include while I'm talking about all this. So that's all I have for my Kang theories. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And again, make sure to check out my chat with Dwayne from Marvel Mad. Again, check the description for that. And uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at thwip underscore media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And thanks again. So stay tuned for news and content release projections. And I'll see you all next time.